Hi listeners, welcome back to Look to See Me, a podcast that invites you to look closer at the lives of people around you and take time to really hear their stories. I'm Chris Peppel, and today I'm going to stray from what I normally talk about. I originally was talking about nonprofit groups and the people that they serve and are there to help in your communities. I strayed a little bit the last couple of weeks talking about individuals, but this week I'm going to talk about something more global. I'm aiming at this at all of us, including me. I hope that you really truly listen to the words that I speak tonight and don't assume that I'm aiming them at someone or that I have a hidden agenda in these words. This is for my heart as much as it is for everyone out there. I don't have any political group, religious group, individual that I am aiming this at. But what I'm asking is, tonight, what happens when we fail to look to see others in our community? What happens when we actually fail to look to see the truth about other people? It's so easy to get misconceptions about other people, whether individuals or a group of people. We hear a rumor. We see a meme that makes fun of somebody. We hear false information uh, that says that this particular group of people are going to cause harm to us and that that's their intention. And because we're not part of that group of people, it's easy to assume that that's true and that that particular group of people are going to do something to cause us some kind of harm as an individual or community. So what do we do? How do we really look to see me? How do we really look to see the truth about other people? I have been challenging us every week to find people outside of our normal social groups, outside of people we worship with, people we sit at the table with daily, people we work with, people that we have a book club with, or that we exercise with in our local gym. Find people outside of those circles or inside of those circles that we have not actually sat and had a conversation with, and really have a heart-to-heart conversation. It takes getting to know a person on a personal level for us to really get through the misconceptions that are so destructive in this world of ours. And here's why I'm talking about this. Normally, I open up and say, hey, hope y'all have had a wonderful week this week, and I'm thinking about all the blessings, and of course, there's still so many blessings that have happened this week and today. Somebody met their best friend. Somebody got married. Somebody had a child. Somebody started their vacation, bought a new car, spent their first night in their first house. So many wonderful things are still going on this week. But for me, the news has really hit heavy for me. And I think that, especially today, with the shooting at the Jewish synagogue, earlier in the week, the talks about the refugees, their struggles in their homeland, how many nations have unsafe living conditions for families who are just trying to survive, and they can't find a safe place to live. You know, I I think about, I've, I've heard news stories this week of ongoing bullying in some schools some that I'm familiar with, some that I'm not familiar with. I just feel like the week has gotten 
a little heavy. And then we had to talk about the bombs that were sent to representatives of this nation, leaders of our nation, people who are trying to do their jobs and live up to their obligations to the American people. And they have bombs mailed to them. Now, I can't be in the head of that person because that would not be looking to see me. I'm not going to try to speak and say I know exactly what that bomber intended. I don't know if he was trying to scare someone. I don't know if he was trying to harm someone. I don't know if he was trying to kill someone. My goal here is not to repeat the news and put out more rumors and misinformation out there. But I, I keep turning back to the news stories about why these things are going on. What is it that is creating this violence? And when you really get to the news that's three or four days later, not the immediate news of, oh, here's who this person is, here's how many people were injured, here's who was bullied. But when you really get down three or four days later into the meat of it, when we're reading these people's social media posts, and some of those have already come out about the shooter today at the synagogue, there's a fear about an individual or about a group of people. And that fear is so often based on untruths. It's, I am going to be hurt by this group of people, so I'm going to stop this group of people. Or I am going to be hurt by this person, so I have to stop this person. What do we do with this misinformation that's so flooding our communities and causing so much fear about the other person? The other person is out to get me. I've tried so hard in this podcast to challenge us to have conversations one-on-one -on -one with people. I truly believe that us getting to know each other on a personal level is the only way that we can bring about a peace in our nation again. I am certainly not anti-American. I love this nation. We have so many good things to offer. It's a beautiful nation. I love to travel our lands. I love to meet our people. I have friends on social media that are different political parties than what I'm part of, different faith groups than what I'm a part of, different races from what I'm a part of, different occupations from what I'm a part of. And I try very hard to live what I'm asking other people to do. And that's really get to know somebody. Really, really sit down and listen to who that person is. What are their truths? What are they afraid of? What are they great at? What are their strengths? What are their life goals? Are they trying to hurt someone? If so, we have wonderful investigative teams in this nation, police departments in this nation. We have wonderful consequences and people that can bring about those consequences for anyone who wants to harm another person. So I am certainly not saying get to know somebody and allow that person to harm you. None of us deserve to be bullied or harmed. None of us deserve to have our livelihoods taken away from us. There are so many things that we can stand up for and not cause harm to any other person. It's a misconception that if you're for one group, you have to be against another group. And it's also a misconception that there's a lot of hate and anger and people are going to start riots and people are going to want to get rid of an entire group of people. 
I heard somebody say, speaking of her white male husband, you know, if if the liberals win, he's really scared for his life. And I thought, where did that fear come from? Why does he think that anybody is going to come and personally attack him? And it's because we're not having conversations together. It's because we are creating fears that don't exist because we don't know each other. We are not getting to know the person on the other side of the aisle from us. That's why my heart has been so much into this Look to See Me podcast is because I'm trying so hard to initiate conversations between one person and another on an individual level. So then we can bring that to a community level and then we can bring that to a state level and then we can bring that to a national level. And we can rebuild that trust between groups. So nobody has to fear somebody of a different nationality. If somebody is truly scared for their lives, all of us need to protect that person. If somebody is afraid that their livelihood is going to be taken away, all of us can stand up and make sure that that person doesn't lose their livelihood. Or if there's something about our economy that's going to make their livelihood go away, we can help them rebuild another livelihood. It scares me to think that this man, it is rumored, who did the shooting today, had so much distrust of the refugees that may be headed to our nation and of the Jewish people in his community that he felt like he had to harm those people or try to eradicate those people in order to stay safe himself. I hear that so often, though. It's... It's scaring me that we're allowing this fear to build and build and build and each side is talk, tossing out accusations of another side. If you win, you're going to harm me or if I win, I'm going to come and harm you. But when I'm on the individual level, I just don't hear that to be true. I'm in both of the communities at different times. I don't hear individuals on either side of any issue hoping that another person dies so that they can profit or that so they can get their way. Now, of course, there's radicals out there. I'm not talking about the haters on the internet. You're going to have those people that put those posts out there that, you know, just talk crazy. They just toss out hate just to be divisive. And that's on both sides. This is not a political statement I'm making. I am not blaming either party, any religion, any race. I'm truly reflecting on this myself. And I'm looking at the conversations that need to happen where we sit down with each other and we say, tell me about yourself. Sit down with somebody in the LGBT community and say, okay, I don't know anything about you. And I've always been told that I need to discriminate against you. So tell me about yourself. And then that person can share their truths about their lives and their livelihood and who they are. And they can help reassure you that they're not trying to eradicate your lifestyle by living out their lifestyle. Same thing with the religion. Sit down with somebody on the opposite and say, you know, I've always told that I, I need to worry about your religion. I need to worry about who you are, that you're going to cause chaos in my homeland. Tell me about what you want to do here. 
with that person of the other faith. Talk to you about what they believe. Find out what motivates them in life, what their dreams are, what their hopes are. Help them bring those into reality so that you can be assured that they are not trying to eradicate your hopes and your dreams and your livelihood. Same thing with people of another race. We have so much racial tension going on right now. And I thought, create a community table somewhere where you can sit down in small groups, two and three people at a time, and say, okay, tell me what your life is like. And we have to truly listen. We have to allow them, whoever the them is on the other side of the table from us, to say, hey, I'm human. I get scared too. Here's what I want to do with my life. Here's what I would like my community to look like. Here's an ideal world, an ideal vision for me. And then you share your story. You become the them. You become the person across the table. And you, you tell the others who you are, what your values are, what you would like to see, what your religious hopes are. That can happen in any community if we choose to make it happen. It can happen at any table. We can make it a table of communion and community where we sit together and talk and have those hard conversations where we are brutally honest. We have to be able to hear it. If somebody says, I don't like you because, or here's what I've always been told about you. Here's what I'm scared of when I see you. And we have to respond back, not in anger, but keep that level of trust and listening there and say, okay, I can hear that. Now, here's how I feel when I hear that. Here's why that hurts me when you say that you're scared of me or you don't want me to exist or you don't want me in your store or your home. It's hard conversations. It's hard not to dig in our heels and want us to be right and our way of life to be the only way of life that exists. It is hard for us to want other beliefs to exist side by side with ours in a community because we want it our way. We want to be comfortable. And I understand that. I understand that with all of my being. We don't want fear. So if we can do something to push back everything we're afraid of, then that makes life easier. Just take away the people that we're afraid of. What if they scare me? What if they scare my children? What if they harm me? What if they harm my children? But we have to base that fear on reality, not on false information. We cannot go around and be scared of the people who have no intention of hurting us, who would love us if we opened our arms and allowed ourselves to be loved by them. You know, I, I got a post today, it's even on a personal level, someone who is a survivor of domestic violence. And when you have a narcissistic abuser, part of what they do is try to make you look like the bad person in the relationship. And I can so relate to that. I told you before, I'm a survivor of domestic abuse and the person in my life did just what this person was talking about from their abuser, and that is just try to dominate and control and cause chaos by spreading lies about the victim and to make the victim look like they're crazy or 
that they're the ones who don't know what's going on. They're the ones out of touch with reality. They're the ones that's the threat. And that's how that person keeps their own life, the, the abuser keeps their own control of their world and keeps their world in a neat little package by spreading misinformation about the person that that abuser is abusing. It's gaslighting. It's narcissistic abuse. They do it to continue financial abuse. They do it to control their victims. But they put out false fear. This person had had some lies spread about her by her abuser to keep her from getting jobs that she desperately needed in order to stay away from her abuser. And the abuser was making her look like a person you wouldn't want to hire. And it's that easy in our society to spread misinformation because it's so much easier to just process what we hear from somebody who looks like us and looks nice and take that information and process it and put up a wall to any other information. This can't be true. It doesn't make sense to me. So I don't want to hear anything else about, you know, refugees or the LGBTQ community or somebody of a different race or somebody of a different religion. I've got my wall up and I want to stay behind my wall. And I probably shouldn't use a reference to a wall. I'm talking about an emotional wall, a psychological wall that we build to keep out anything that we don't want to be afraid of. So how do we break through these barriers with each other? How do we get rid of this fear? Well, if, you know, I encourage the survivor of domestic violence to just keep on trying to get people to get to know her and they will see through his lies. Same thing if it had been gender reversed. Men, hang in there too. I know that you are also survivors and victims of domestic violence. Same advice goes to you. Have those conversations, is what I told her. Have the conversations with people in your community so they get to know you and who you are. That's what it's got to take for all of us. We have to be the listeners to anybody different. If you're labeled as a liberal, sit down with a conservative. Find out what they're scared of. Why are they scared of your position? And you do the same thing. You talk to them about your worries, about how their decisions affect you personally, your family personally, how your life will be changed by their decisions. And I can say this, I'm, I'm a white woman. I have to listen to the people of different races of what their life experiences are. I can't put out there my own thoughts and say, oh, well, of course, I know what they must be going through. I know what somebody in the black community must be going through. No, I don't. I'm not in that community. I have to be a listener. I have to sit down and be quiet, and I have to listen to my friends of color tell me what it's like, and I have to listen to what hurts them and what their fears are, and then if I'm at that table, I can tell them the same thing. Here's what I'm afraid of. Here's what I grew up hearing. Here's the prejudices that I have to overcome. And then we talk together. How do we bring this about? These are so many hard conversations that we have to have with each other. And I'm going longer than usual because I'm just so passionate about this topic of looking to see me. I sat down with refugees last week and talked to them. Nothing overly deep because we had a huge language barrier. But what are our hopes and our dreams? What are they afraid of in their homelands? Why are they here? What are they really trying to get from our nation? And when I meet the individuals 
Then I'd break down any false information that I had been handed through a meme or some false news, some rumors, somebody who's just angry over a situation. So your challenge this week, listeners, create a common table with people that are different from you. Sit down with a survivor of domestic abuse and say, how can we help in this? This is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Let's talk about this. What is real for a survivor and a victim? Go to a refugee center and sit down with the refugee and ask them about what it's life in the country that they what it's like in the country that they left, what these refugees that are traveling to our nation might be experiencing, what are their hopes? What are they trying to do in order to really complete a legal process that we're asking them to do? Sit down with somebody of a different race, of a different religion. If there's somebody in your community that says they're scared of the Jewish population, ask them why, and then find a Jewish person that they can sit down with and help break down any information that's going on. I just, my wish for this nation is that our fear of the other be eased. We will always have real things to be scared of. We will always, you know, have someone who is an actual threat, an individual that's goal is just to cause harm. That's just been throughout history. So we need to identify what we truly need to be scared of. But in doing that, we can break down the information that's creating a fear between us and them. And I want to read a poem I wrote. I have a poetry book, Looking, Seeing, put out in 2018. And this poem is called, What This Is About. This is not about politics not parties, not platforms. This is about people and possibility, promises to keep, hope to hang on to. This is about being loved and being loved, about the love that can't be defined or controlled by one group alone. This is about the justice longed for since the most ancient of days, about peace dreamed of, about faith that goes beyond human logic and beyond my own desires and wishes, a faith that sees humanity as a whole. A faith that tells me to open doors and share hope and build homes and shatter abuse and feed the hungry and drive out hate and speak truth and take chances and walk on water and break bread and shine light and walk away from my comfort in order to bring about a safe place where all can seek faith and hope and love and light and joy and peace and justice and mercy together. For God so loved the world. Thanks for listening. I know this has been a different podcast for me, but I just really wanted to speak to you from the heart tonight. I hope you enjoyed this episode. More than enjoying it, I hope that you are moved by this episode and challenged by this episode to go have some really significant and beautiful conversations in this nation of ours. I hope that you'll return for the next episode of this Look to See Me podcast.